Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. Hello, everyone. This is Sabrina Fritz, and thank you for tuning in today. I recently celebrated an anniversary. It was the anniversary of my wake-up call. Thirteen years ago, I found myself on a typical Saturday afternoon, driving down into town, being forced off of our curvy mountain highway into a rollover accident. My two young daughters were in the car with me. And it was very terrifying, actually. I remember thinking, if something happens to one of them, I'm not staying. I refuse to stay. That is a lesson I did not want to learn in this lifetime. I didn't feel I was capable of surviving the loss of a child. I called upon my angels, help us get through this, help us get through this, help us get through this. Because I knew in a book I had recently read at the time that angels will intervene on your behalf if it's not your time. And I really didn't feel like it was my time or their time. So I did call upon them because I knew that everything that I did to try to avoid the accident from happening was senseless. It just didn't work. The events had been orchestrated and in place, and I just needed to surrender and allow what was going to happen, happen, but ask for help. When we rolled over on top of the roof, around the side, and back up onto all four tires. And I could see that my daughters were physically unharmed, upset, crying, yes, but not injured. I stepped out of the car and I breathed in the freshest air I had ever breathed in my life. And I examined the most beautiful blue sky I had ever seen. And this burly truck driver walked up to me and told me, you know, I've called 911. Help is on the way. And I thanked him. And he goes, are you okay? And I said, yes, yeah, we seem to be fine. Thank you. My angels saved us. And he took a step back. (laughs) Wasn't quite sure how to handle that. But assured me that, you know, the ambulance was on its way. And I knew that we had been saved, (laughs) have a lack of a better term, that we had been divinely protected. And so in some ways, it may not have been my wake-up call, but it got my attention. And it definitely caused me to start focusing on what was important in life. That's what a wake-up call does. It gets your attention and makes you look at things a little bit differently than you had looked at them prior. And the reason I believe that that is my wake-up call actually is because I was living a very stress-filled life, a perfectly acceptable life in society's standards. You know, I was a wife, mother of three, corporate career, bringing home the bacon and frying it up in a pan, you know, doing all those things that 
I had been conditioned to believe that I needed to do in order to be a good person, in order to be loved. And I was pretty much at my wit's end. I had gone through a very stressful period, even more stressful than usual, assisting my husband in the build out of his business. So adding construction to my long list of resume and skills and experiences, while I still worked full time, managed a household, raised the kids, did all those things. And in the first time in our marriage, we were arguing. And it was because we were stressed. And I didn't really have any tools available to me to relieve that stress. So the only thing I could do, like many of you might resonate with, is made a proclamation. There has to be something more to life than this. Are you freaking kidding me? Have I been put on this beautiful, magnificent playground to work really hard, live paycheck to paycheck, barely make ends meet, and not have enough time to spend with my family in the way that I want to because I'm so busy earning the money that I feel like I need to earn in order to provide the living to them that I feel like they're deserving of exchanging time for dollars, you know, good little capitalist that I was. <laughs> and, you know, there is something more to life than that. And that wake up call happened two months after I made that proclamation. And it was after I had started doing some yoga and meditation and reading self-help books for my own personal pleasure, making some positive changes in my life. And so I was a little bit taken aback that I would attract such a thing as this rollover accident. And I wanted to find out why. Why was I still here? Why was I still alive? What was the purpose and the meaning of my life? So I attended a metaphysical fair in Denver a couple weeks later. And I asked my angels to guide me to the most appropriate person to do a reading for me at the time. And when I walk into this very crowded convention room and booths, people, everything, it was just overwhelming. And I said, please take me to the person that needs to do my reading. And I was guided with my youngest daughter in the stroller. We made our way through the crowd and I stopped as I came up upon this acrylic holder that had an, um, a drawing in it and it had an open centerpiece that looked like a bowling pin shaped like a bowling pin open and blank in the inside and around it had smaller bowling pin figures that were colored in different colors and I looked at the sign like what is this and it was a drawing of your angels this particular woman did a reading with you where she then presented you with the drawing of the energy the different colors represented the different energy of the angels that are with you, the guides, those non-physical beings that are always there to help if only I wasn't stubborn enough to ask for it. <laughs> and anyway, I knew that this was the woman that was meant to do my reading, probably because I went to that fair just to hear her speak. She was doing a presentation on communicating with your angels, and I knew that they saved my butt, and I needed to find out how I could work with them more closely. So I signed up for my reading after her presentation. And during that reading, I was given a list of things to do. 
Apparently, during the accident, and she was surprised I didn't recall this actually, <laughs> but during the accident, when we were upside down and my head hit the roof and my, it came crashing down upon my shoulder, boom, very quickly, my soul left. And it was given six thing, or 16 things to do before it went back. I wasn't quite sure how to take this information. First of all, it seemed to solidify my Catholic upbringing that I wasn't good enough to get into heaven. <laughs> and second of all, I was already completely stressed out and overworked and underappreciated. And here God is giving me a list of things to do. I was not too pleased until I received the list. There was only one tangible item on that list, and that was homeschool. Now, I was given eight items that day, and only eight because even the eighth item they were hesitant to give. They didn't feel like I would quite understand it. But the bottom line is the information on that list that I was given was about tuning in to who I really am, paying attention to what's really important in life. And like the reader explained, my angels took my Cracker Jack box and shook it really quickly to get my attention. Hello, it's time for you to wake up. Yeah, you're doing pretty well. And I argue. I'm like, I'm doing better. You know, I'm doing yoga. I'm doing meditation. I'm doing all those things and those positive thoughts and everything. Just, you really just, they're just really trying to get your attention to make a statement and get you moving in a quicker direction. And I accepted that. And I did see that rollover accident as my wake-up call. And the fact of the matter is that if it hadn't happened in its divine orchestration that it was, something else would have come into my life to get my attention. If we're not living an authentic life, if we're not expressing our soul's desires, it's almost like it's a wasted life. Granted, it could be surface happy like mine was, happy marriage, happy kids, happy home, happy family, happy dogs, <laughs> you know, all those things. But it wasn't that deep, fulfilling essence that it desires to be expressed through joy. And that is why I see that or believe actually that if I hadn't had that rollover accident, something else would have been determined to get my attention. Say perhaps cancer or a significant loss. Something that would have caused me to evaluate where I am in life and where I'd like to go instead or where I'd like to be instead. And so when I have this anniversary of this wake-up call, I do take time to stop and reflect and evaluate. Am I living that life that I desire to live? Am I spending time in the way that brings me the most joy? And I'd say... Overall, right here, right now in my life, I'm probably about 90% there. There's always, always, always room for growth and expansion. But I do sometimes forget and I get sidetracked 
by projects or to-do lists and things that seem to really require my attention in this very moment. And I will overwork myself and get to that place again where I feel burned out and underappreciated. So it is a daily practice. It's absolute essential part of each and every day that I take the time I need to nourish myself. If I don't do that, I have absolutely nothing to give others. Yes, I can still show up and I can get things done and things happen, progress is made, but it's usually exchanged or causes me to lose just a little bit of myself. I have to compromise a little bit sometimes to make that happen. And that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. Not anymore. That wake-up call, one of the items on that list was indulgence of self. And she goes, do you know what that means? And I said, I think I have an idea. <laughs> and she said, it's self-care. You need to do the things that light you up, the things that bring you joy. Because when I do that, then I can be of service, of much greater service to others. I can be present for my children. I can be a loving wife. I can be anything I choose to be. I'm not limited by anyone's opinion or anyone's belief. Only I can do that. And I try not to limit myself, but I do know that I will fall short if I don't put that oxygen mask on first. It is absolutely essential. So if you haven't experienced a wake-up call in your life yet, which I find hard to believe if you're listening to this, you've probably been on some sort of journey where you're, you know, we're all spiritual beings, so it's not necessarily a spiritual journey, of course, but it's just one of those things where you're consciously focused on the bigger part of who you are, that soul, that spirit, that non-physical energy that encompasses who you are. And if you're focusing on that, chances are you won't experience a wake-up call. Or perhaps you already have experienced a wake-up call, and it came in, in a very uncomfortable sometimes very painful manner. I urge you to pay attention to the messages that you receive prior to the wake-up call happening, if at all possible. We're never alone on this journey. We're always getting nudges, gut instincts, whatever you want to call that guidance that's within us. And it is helping to lead you in the direction of your goals, your dreams, your desires, your heart, what your heart truly wants. And if you pay attention to those inner nudgings, then chances are you won't experience a huge shift or painful wake-up call. But people ask me all the time, what happens when you get messages? 
what happens when you receive these messages? I'm like, you pay attention to them. You pay attention because if you don't pay attention, they tend to become much quicker and a lot more painful because the universe will hit you upside the head with a two by four if it has to, to get you to really pay attention to your heart's desires. What is your soul's purpose for being here? Now, I believe we're all here for the joy of it. And we can leave it at that. But when we're expressing our joy, we tend to be very creative and we tend to be very productive <laughs> and we pretend to get stuff done. So before that wake up call in my life and my type A personality, I used to believe that we always had to get everything done first. If we got things done, then we could have some fun. That all shifted. That threw, flew right out the window. <laughs> and I realized now, after that accident, that when I play and have fun, everything gets done. It is so magical. It's nothing short of a miracle. Yet, and I'm not special. Everyone can do this. Everyone has this ability to experience this joyful state of being, to do the things you love, to create the things you enjoy. And when you do that, seize part. The world is at your beck and call because it wants nothing more. And I believe this of God source, creator, universe, whatever you choose to call it, wants nothing more than for you to be joyful. And I can tell you it was very challenging for me to feel joyful when I was trapped in a career that paid my bills but didn't necessarily light me up. Or when I was trapped in a previous marriage that was abusive, I often didn't find joy. But when I was in those situations that didn't align with who I was, and when I did start to pay attention to who I am and follow the inner guidance, I released those things that didn't serve me any longer so that I could create the life that I absolutely love, the life I treasure, the life I adore. And the one that continues to call me to expand and grow in new and fun ways. We don't receive a certificate that we get to hang up on the wall and say, hey, I've arrived. I'm done. I've learned all I need to know. It is a constant growth experience that we have. And so I urge you, if you've received a wake-up call or you're in the middle of one, do what you can to explore what it is that you truly desire in your life. Go back in time. Remember what it was like to be a child and the things that you just innately enjoyed doing. Some of those may have been discounted because they don't earn a living. How silly of us, how silly of us to think that it's more important to do something credible that earns a steady paycheck 
in order to live a fulfilled life. I can tell you that since that wake-up call, 18 months later, I left my corporate career. I wanted to do so because I wanted to focus on the new healing practice that I had, something that was brought to me as a result of the rollover accident as well. Yet, you know, my logical mind was going, oh, that's not feasible. It's, you know, you're going to work with people, but you're not even building up a practice. It's not like you're going to have routine clients come back and they get some work done and then they go on their happy married life or merry life. And as far-fetched as it seemed, I just knew that I couldn't continue showing up for a job that didn't light me up. And it was very hard to leave because my security blanket became nice and warm and snugly and wrapped tightly around me after I manifested a work-from-home schedule. So here I was on my mountaintop spending time with my family, working from home, receiving a steady paycheck, yet it still wasn't enough. So I took that terrifying leap of faith and I left my career after 13 years and landed very nicely on my own two feet. Financially, we were supported in ways my healing practice grew. I ended up advancing as a practitioner and traveling worldwide to teach other people how to do the work. My husband's business financially tripled the year I quit my job, though. And if that wasn't confirmation, that if all I do is focus on the things that bring me joy and do those, everything else falls into place, including the bills being paid. So I encourage you to start exploring playfully with your inner being and start asking questions. What, what is it that I enjoy doing? What would, if money were no object, what would I do today? So take the money out of the equation. Find the things that make your heart sing. Let go of security. It's overrated. And find the new path that leads you into the direction that allows you to show up more fully in your own unique magnificence that nobody else can do but you. And leave the wake-up calls behind because you know that you are always heading in the direction that's for your highest good. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. Facebook.